It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. Hey, I know those people. I do, too. Did you get anything good for Christmas? Or I, I did. I got, I, got, I got spoiled. Yeah, see, I, I'm old, so old guys get, like, socks. Oh, I was excited. A tie that got, I'll never wear. When I got my, my dress socks, I was excited. I was running low. I did get a pair of blue jeans that I'm actually wearing today. That's good. Um, that that's like the one gift that I will use. <laughs> um, I got a back scratcher, so I guess technically I have used that. All right, that's always good. <laughs> that is always that was actually good. a white elephant gift. Oh, which those is are... one of those things that everybody else enjoys it. I don't. I'm a bah humbug. But you are whatever. I did it. I participated. I did my job, and I got my back scratcher. Well, you'll use that back scratcher. See, I picked a gift that I know nobody's going to bother me. <laughs> so no one Because it's a dumb rule. Having people come in and steal your gift. Okay, where is the Christmas spirit in that? Well, what's the Christmas spirit in just – I mean, it's if you want to go like that, then what's the Christmas spirit in getting gifts for no one in particular? But it, they're just fun gifts. They're wraps. So you don't know what they are. You're picking randomly, right. and what you get is what you get. And that's the fun of the game. Abby won $45 off a scratcher and a – and a white elephant. I want a, a $2 scratcher, and I gave it to my niece and nephew. Oh, that's nice. And my one family one, so we were playing a game where it's like a dice game, and like we had like probably 40-some presents. This was on my, on my mom's side of the family. And you're all, we're all around the pool table, like the kids and the adults, and you roll dice. There's like four sets of dice, and if you roll doubles, you get to take a present from the middle. But if you roll double sixes, you have to put all your presents back. So we went through and did it, and everyone ended up with, like, anywhere from, like, two to six or seven gifts. Well, after that, you could, like, trade your gifts, whatever. Well, my little cousin trades everything he has for scratchers, and he ended up with, like, eight scratchers because he loves them, and he won nothing. And so he learned Price of gambling. Learned at a very early age. The price of gambling. Anyways. So, yeah. Those are <laughs> some did, of my holiday festivities. I, I, got, I got my... <clears throat> self a Twix this morning, so that's my gift to myself. Good for you. So um, I'm going to yeah. eat that while we do the commercials. Yeah, so we have, like, we're going to mention what's going on in basketball because there's a there's a lot, but we mentioned a lot of it last podcast. Not a lot. I'm going to eat it right now. So we're going we're gonna to talk about whatever we feel like because nothing has happened between last podcast and this one, and you're not getting one on Wednesday because we're working on Wednesday. And yeah, I'm starting – Starting tomorrow, we're going to do 15 games in three days. So yeah. you'll you'll get your fill of us one yes. way or the other. So anything else before? I don't even know. We haven't even talked about We just said we're just going to have a conversation and see where it goes. Yep. That's, All right. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Eat your Twix. Okay. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. 
Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800-250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series Shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark Shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark Shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Dura Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dura Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. Dura Clean by Bachelor. Looking for a new career? Magna International could be the place for you. Located in St. Clair off Range Road, Magna was named one of Forbes 2020 World's Best Employers. Magna is currently hiring a multitude of positions and offers a great work environment with competitive pay. Wages start $17 and up. Apply for jobs at magna.com forward slash careers. Again, magna.com forward slash careers. Get a fresh start with Magna International today. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? 
Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right. Uh, you're back, Dennis and uh, Brady again. I uh, hope uh, everybody had a uh, good uh, Christmas. And it feels like it's been a while since we've done a show, but I bet if I did the math, it really hasn't been that long. It's been like five days yeah. since uh, last Wednesday. But But when you're used to doing it like every other day. Yeah. Um, five days is a nice little break. I needed it though. Physically, I I needed the break. I'm getting over some, uh, health stuff and I still, the sinus thing is still bugging me. Although I'm, I'm 10,000% better today than I was the last time we talked. Right. Yeah. Cause yeah, it's go, 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 go five, usually six days a week we're going. And now that we've had like a four day break, it seems like it's been an eternity since our last game. Uh, real quick, do you want to just go over what's going to go on, and that's going to be all the high school sports we talk about on the high school sports podcast? Yeah, that's fine. Today, that's fine. So, what Northern plays? It's now Ferndale today in the Motor City Round Ball Classic, which Ferndale, the team that beat Croslex last year in the quarterfinal, brought like most of their scoring back. Outside of the big man inside Kennedy, I think his name was. Everyone is coming back. Well, to try and stop uh, uh, Jamison from scoring forty-five. Ferndale will win the tap and then sit on the ball for the rest of the first quarter. They have that in their back pocket. <laughs> they do. So, and then, Dennis, you drive quick, crazy. go through the All right, so 15 it, games we're doing in it, the next it, start, it starts tomorrow, and it starts uh, with uh, Brady doing the first two games on uh, stream uh, two, and the whole schedule is up on the website, so you can look at it uh, there if you don't have a pen and paper mm-hmm. writing it down. Um, but uh, these are the uh, the matchups. Starts at one o'clock. Peck will take on uh, New Haven Merritt. That's boys basketball. All this at the SC Four Fieldhouse. All of this is at the Fieldhouse. Beautiful facility. If you haven't caught any basketball at the Fieldhouse, you're missing out. I'll it, just I will say that I would, that it, is a great. Facility. I would say it's one of the best small basketball venues in the state. Yeah, it, it it's gorgeous. I'm glad that we're using it. Uh, I'm glad that high school basketball in the area uses it. Um, I'm glad that the state has played some playoff games there. And they're having, as, a, they're having well. a D2 quarterfinal there. Yeah. Boys uh, basketball. And, and I hope people understand that and go and support it. Because you're going to see two good basketball teams in a quarterfinal. Even if it's not a team from the area involved, you're going to see good basketball at a great venue. Anyways, I digress. Uh, so 1 o'clock and 3 o'clock, you've got Merritt against Peck in the first game, then a girls game featuring Yale and uh, Marlette. Then I'll take over, and uh, the boys game at 4.30 is Marlette against Ross Common. There's a 6.30 game that we're skipping because it's just two it's teams. what, South Lake in, and Henry Ford? South Lake and, and Ford and, yeah, whatever. Uh, and then at 8 o'clock, um, Armada Anchor Bay boys kind of is like the highlight game of the day for me. Right. So day two, Wednesday, starts at 1 o'clock. I'll be there. Going to see the Marine City girls, which I'm excited about because I haven't seen them play yeah, yet. neither of us have been able to this year. They get uh, Dearborn Advanced Tech. Then Lake Fenton, who is a state powerhouse, mm-hmm. um, is coming in to play the St. Clair girls. Uh, and then the St. Clair boys will play Dearborn Advanced Tech. So, <clears throat> Excuse me. 
getting choked up about it. So that'll be the first uh, three games of the day, all on stream one. And then Brady will wrap up the uh, evening with the Marysville girls against Corona and then the Marysville boys against Madison Heights uh, Bishop Foley uh, at 6.30 and 8 o'clock. So that's a full day. Start at 1 and, you you know. Probably go off the air about 9.45, 10 o'clock. Yeah. Uh, and it'll be an even longer day on day three. Thursday, 11.30 in the morning is when we'll get it going. Port Huron girls against Goodrich. You're doing excited about that. Yep, I got the morning games. Um, and then uh, we've got uh, K-Pack and back-to-back games. The boys play Cass City. The girls play Brown City. Those are the 1 o'clock and 3 o'clock games. And then I think the last three boys games should be a lot of fun. Crosslex against Stony Creek. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't know much about Stony Creek, but I'm thinking they're probably okay. Um, PH Brown City which is one that, uh, as soon as we saw that, that kind of interests us. Yep. Uh, and then Northern takes on Troy Athens in the uh, final game of the uh, tournament. And when it's all said and done, there'll be 16 total games there, and we'll do 15 of them. Um, Sands the one game on Tuesday at 6.30 that we'll skip so that I can go get dinner. Right, right. <laughs> so if you want basketball, that's the place to go. We'll have plenty of it. Yeah, so – Anyway, and I think most of it is going to be pretty good. Hopefully, if we're going to be there for that long, I, I really hope so. There's also a Cardinal Mooney tournament going on, but they scheduled it during our busiest three days of the basketball season, so sorry. Sorry, Mike. Anyway, I think that's it for holiday basketball. I don't think there's any hockey going on between there now might, and like There the, might be an, an odd game in there, I, I uh, the saw the the Marysville guys posted something, but I don't think I don't it was Christmas Eve, and I yeah. didn't really read it. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so maybe they were just wishing everybody a Merry Christmas. I don't know. So what's uh what's on your mind, Dennis? We have uh, a rare nothing to talk about show. Well, so I mean, we'll just have some fun. There's always something to talk about, um, and I I just uh, be, because we we've both. Now here in in the full year, we've had uh, teams make runs in the various sports. And the the one, I guess, I don't know if if it's fair for them because things were different last year with COVID and everything. So when the Croslex boys were making the run in basketball, it was different of who could go and who could watch and who could do things. However... I think the community there really supported the team, and they had big crowds all the way Until, through. Because if I remember correctly, at the beginning of the season, they, it was very strict, like two tickets per player. So you'd end up having, like, when you included the coaches and the JV parents, you'd have, like, 100 or 200 people in the stands. And by the end of the season, they relaxed it a little bit to, like, I think it was a, a just a general number, like I, I don't remember, but you could have like 400 people in a gym, say, or yeah. something. But when they got to the quarterfinal, East Point decided we're doing the two tickets per people, and there was like 50 people in the gym for that quarterfinal. Yeah, game. which which is kind of a, a disappointment. But so you you covered that. You also covered the Marine City run. Yeah, and 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 this is the other part about this that I that I wanted to put in to the fold is like you covered the run. Like you were with Croslex districts, 
regionals, quarterfinal. You were there for every game. You didn't miss one. Uh, And then Marine City football. Yeah. You covered every round all the way to the championship game at Ford Field. Um, For me, it was softball season. I I did the Marysville run. I did every game in that run for that Marysville team all the way up to the championship uh, game where they lost to Owasso. A little different because we switched out Richmond. You covered the the girls through the quarterfinal, and I did the semifinal and the the championship game. Did we do their quarterfinal? Yes. Oh, yeah, I went to Saginaw They beat Shepard. Oh, yeah, they killed Shepard. Yeah, no wonder why I forgot about that game. <laughs> so, like, but you went out to Algonac, and then you followed them to Millington, and then you mm-hmm. followed them to SVSU, and, and then, then you, once they were in Lansing, Marysville was there too, so I covered the softball right, and you, you covered took, the baseball. Yeah. Um, so we've covered these runs, and I, and I found find it interesting. Like, softball for me was a lot of fun covering Marysville. We went to Yale first, then we went out to Armada, and then we followed them. Actually, they played in Marysville yeah, the at SC Forest facility um, for the quarterfinal, and then out to and and the fans followed, and the fans listened to the right. games, which was the other unique thing about being there. Was a lot of people would sit out in the outfield behind the fence, and they'd set up their tents and stuff because you're out there all day long for some of those tournaments, and they'd actually be streaming the game. While it was going on, which which was kind yeah. of fun, because then people would walk by you uh, in between games or in between innings and comment yeah. uh, things and repeat things that you said on the air, and it was a lot of fun. And um, just the way the communities get behind it, but but it's like kind of different for each sport. Yeah, was- it, it's the same atmosphere. But the fan and and the same fans a lot of times because a lot of people have multiple yeah. kids that play multiple sports. But the way they follow the different sports, it's just a little different. And I just kind of like how you felt the the Crosslex community followed the basketball compared to the Marine City community following well, football was, and things like that. They had different identities. So let's just start chronologically. Crosslex, you knew they were good, but the thing with that run is it was not out of the realm of possibility that they it was doesn't get out of the district. Because remember, going into that, they were going to play Marysville Armada in a district championship. You kind of felt like while Cross-Lex was the favorite and they're going to win that game more times than not, that Armada, we thought, well, the last time they had played, I think they had beat Armada by single digits. Marysville had been gunning for them all year. So you're like, Crosslex has the ability to make this run. They can win what they can make it to the regional, and they should. But there was a very real possibility that it didn't get out of the district. And that was kind of the thing. Like, okay, we have three district championship quality teams. Can Crosslex get through? Obviously, Marysville gets COVIDed out. Uh, Armada... Can't, then Crosslex was not losing to Armada that night. I think it was like a 20. I think Armada scored the first bucket, and then it was 28-2 to two or something, and they weren't losing. And it, and it was the fact that it was the third time they'd beaten them that year. Right, and that was and, the only and, team Armada lost to. And, and the other thing about it was like the second game in Crosslex's yes. gym went down to the wire. Yes. It looked like Crosslex was going to fall, and they didn't. The other thing was – 
that Goodrich game. That was a game that was like a year and a half in the making. Because if you go back to the 2019-2020 season, Croslex was favored to win the district, and everyone thought, okay, if they can get by Goodrich, that's going to be the team they have to beat in the regional. Because they were having the same type of year out in their conference in the Flint Metro League, and and that was kind of the thing that obviously gets canceled, so you never get that clash. Well, a lot of the teams brought players back, so before the season started, I think we even said Goodrich is going to be their their uh, their roadblock. And Dennis, they decimated them. That was never a game. Like you thought that was going to be a down to the wire. Cross Lex absolutely ran them and it was kind of anticlimactic because you were waiting for 18 months for these two teams to meet and then they do and cross lex that that night was just head and shoulders better than them so that was that was and then you knew they were because that was the regional semifinal. you knew they were beating notre dame prepper new haven both those teams had all right years they had won a district and someone had to win that regional semifinal, but whether Lance will admit it or not, the district or the regional semifinal was the regional final. And then obviously the quarterfinal happened, but that was kind of the thing because there were multiple points where you knew they had the ability to, but you didn't know if they were going to get there. Well, even in, in the quarterfinal, uh, at one point in the first overtime or the in one of the overtimes, you're like, Croslife's going to win this game. Yeah. They've got it. They've got it in the bag. And then they went into the fourth quarter, I think, up six or eight. And if you remember, I think Townsend had a steal after they tried to stall and they called the foul. And I don't think he wouldn't. I'm pretty sure he would have scored if if they let that go. So, I mean, but you play a game like that, you could tell those two teams were as even as could be. And they, they had a real chance for a semifinal. Now, Richmond softball is not too different because – while in theory the Cross Lex run was in trouble, the Richmond run was in legitimate real world trouble late in their district championship against Algonac. It was Ella Stevenson who hit a bomb to left field to I think they went up like five or like four to two or something, and they they made an error in the next inning. Algonac did, but Richmond almost didn't get out of their own district in that, if you remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and then of course they had the they were the underdog going to Millington. Yes, and it, had that just classic game well, with them in Millington. I believe I believe they played nine innings. If I remember, I don't have the book with me. This is all off of memory, but I believe in the bottom of the eighth, it was bases loaded for Millington with either no outs or one out. And I'm pretty sure Van Scooter got back-to-back strikeouts. And they ended up winning it 2-1. to Because yep. I think it was, what, home runs in the top and bottom the fir- of the first? The first hitters for each team yeah. homered to start the game. Yeah, and that was the only scoring. And then they'd score in the top of the ninth and shut them down. And that was in Millington, like you said. And their fans were stunned. Like, they all expected that they were going to do what Richmond did. And then they, like we said, they went to Saginaw Valley. And, and, and I think for the, the Richmond faithful, that was like the point. It's, it's oh, like yeah. if we 
beat Millington, we think we're good enough to win a state championship. Yes. We just don't know if we're good enough to beat Millington. Right. It w- I think that I, I'd agree. It was if you can beat Millington, it almost would have been a disappointment if you didn't win a state title because you slayed the dragon and then you would have tripped going down the castle stairs because you, Millington was the favorite. I think they had won in 2019. They were they would have been the favorite in 2020 had they had a season. So yeah, that was. That was awesome, and then your Marysville run. It was no, like the, the other the other thing. Just to wrap up, like Richmond was because they breezed through the quarterfinal. Oh yeah, uh, and then a- actually in, in the semifinal they won five to one. Uh, but uh, Van Scooter hit the first pitch of the game over the left field fence. Uh, then there was an out, and then Piper Clark hit like the fifth pitch of the game yeah. over the left field fence, and you they were- never looked back in that game. They were never threatened or challenged in that game, and they cruised like a 5-1 win. I think it was Clinton that, that they played in that one, and then they played uh, Buchanan in the finals, and they were actually down one nothing most of the game. Yeah. They gave up a solo home run in the second off the foul pole, hmm. of all things, in a girls' softball game, a towering fly ball down the right field line that hit in the middle of the foul pole on the way down. Right. And it stayed that way until like the sixth inning, and then Richmond got a two-out rally, and it was girls near the bottom of the order, that got the big hits um, for them. Uh, I know Revard had a, had a big two-out single to put them ahead, um, and they they ended up winning that game two to one. And like Shavan Scooter had pitched a great game. Piper Clark was amazing at shortstop, and you're you're like, this was a a good softball team. But I still because I remember seeing them early in the season. We we were in St. Clair. Yeah, and they and were, they were good. Like uh, what they did to North Branch that day. Right. That that was the game where the, they hit like twelve home runs in the first inning. Yeah. And North Branch had to say, "Oh, they they touched going around the bases to get right. outs." Anyways, uh, I, I digress. Um, but it's like I didn't watch them that day and go, "Oh, this is a, this is a team we're going to see in the state championship." I didn't. No, because it never even occurred to me during the afternoon, even when they were they were winning games, that like they played uh, like an eight seven game with St. Clair where they barely got out of there alive. Right. Claire Borg smashed a grand slam that's still rolling down the street. Yeah, like they were, and we didn't get to see them a ton, but yeah, like you said, they were good, but you never went. This is the best softball team in Division Three. Yeah, and, and then all of a sudden. You're you're there at the stadium watching them celebrate a state championship, going like, "Wow, they came a long way from the first time I, mm-hmm. I've seen this team play this year." The Marysville thing was just a lot of fun because there weren't the expectations. Like, even though we didn't know if Richmond would get past Millington or Croslex or whatever, you knew they probably were going to make a deep run. Marysville was like, "They're a really good team." I don't know how good they are. I don't know. Like, could could they beat St. Clair? Because they had only played them one time in the regular season, if I remember. Yeah. And it was like a 4-3 to three game on a Saturday afternoon. So you didn't really have a good gauge of what it was. Well, we, we talk about a lot. We talk about teams that we know are area good and teams that are state good. And with, with Marysville, because I did a lot of their games. 
Yeah. Uh, during during the season, and, and and they were a lot of fun. Which is part of the reason, like uh, you know, we go, well, what games are you going to do? And it's like, oh, I'm going to watch Marysville. Yeah. They're just fun to watch. Um, they hit the ball. They they catch the ball. They they do all the things right. Um, and and they just had like this unbelievable lineup where any kid could stand up at the plate. Well, yeah, and, and, the, and knock one out. But the thing with that was, like, you went to Richmond and you immediately knew who Shea Van Scooter and Piper Clark were. Like, if you never watched, you'd show up and you'd go, oh, them. You go to Algonac, you knew who Ella Stevenson was yeah. immediately. You went to Marysville, and depending on the day, you would leave going, oh, that's their best player. Because that, what we talked about is they didn't have this superstar, we need her, like – Yes, there were some uh, some really nice players. They had the one-two pitching combo that you always would hope would get it going, but you never had to rely on one person. Sometimes it would be the top of the lineup manufacturing runs with uh, with uh, Wes Miller or Woodard was usually in the nine hole, but she was a second leadoff yeah. hitter. Uh, or sometimes you needed to get the power going and just were hitting big home runs and – it really like it was a different feel because there were so many different ways they could beat you, and and, and the thing was is that again I knew all year long they were area good. I knew they were Macomb uh, area conference right good, um, but like Kirsten Smith was the ace, and I knew that she was a strikeout pitcher, but she'd also have these bouts of wildness. Where you'd go and and she'd throw a two hitter, but she'd walk eight kids, but that hit didn't two happen and as, strike out fifteen. But that was, I, I but, saw at least three the, games like that. But that happened but that more was, earlier. But that the was season. the thing. When the playoff run started, the wildness went away, and like from Yale, which is where they played their district, all the way on through, it was like. And the other thing with that, and it was I know, terrific. And I know we didn't think it would happen again, but they played Marine City in a pre-district. They had lost their last game to Marine City. Granted, it was at Marine City, and it was like I don't think either team threw their ace, but still, that's like they they got them once. So there was a little bit of a thought maybe they get them again. But you, they just kept rolling. And then what they – like Notre Dame prep came in and you're like, well, they had the two girls that combined well, that, for what, like 700 home runs? And, and the, the thing was is that the, the way that game started, the, uh, the girl on the mound, uh, uh, Simmons was her name, looked unhittable for like the first four batters of the game. She overpowered four really good hitters. Like, just overpowered them. And then uh, Anna Oles came to the plate and ran into one and ripped it off the flagpole over the center field fence in Armada, and everything changed. And suddenly the girl from Notre Dame Prep was human, mm -hmm. and Marysville was Marysville, and they won that game. Uh, and... Center, poor, poor center. I felt bad for center line. 
They had a good team, and they had to play a junk game before playing Marysville. Right. They be- never had be- a chance. Because East Point, by default, had a team there that had the- – it was just terrible. Um, and so Centerline was not mentally prepared to play Marysville. I don't know if they would have beat Marysville anyways or had a chance to beat them, but they had no chance – after playing like a thirty-five to two game, where they had like four hits. East Point, yeah, where they had four. Literally, be, be, uh, th- this is I'm not making this up. I was there. You can go in the. Well, actually, I don't think we broadcast that game, so you no, can't go you into did. the archives. But you but, sit there and kept score. But but I, the, the first thirteen batters of the game, twelve of them were hit by a pitch. Yeah, it was something stupid like that. Twelve of the first, and they threw. 40 wild pitches in what was basically a two-and-a-half-inning game. Yeah, like centerline was leaving the base early. Yes, to get th- that's out. how they got the, the outs in the game was the, the centerline uh, coaches were telling their players, leave the base, leave the base before she throws the ball, and they'll call you out. Right. Because otherwise, they'd still be playing the game. The game would still be in the second inning. Right. Maybe yeah. still in the bottom of the first. Yeah, and then, so they got, Marysville gets through the regional, and then, like, usually the quarterfinals the unknown, because you're trying to project out of, I mean, let's see, four districts meet in a regional, district has at least four teams, so you're trying to project who you're playing out of 16 teams minimum, probably closer to the 20s. And you have no idea, and there's no way to compare because when you play a quarterfinal, usually it's going to be like a team from downriver or a team from north of Saginaw or a team that has no common opponents. So you really don't know. And then, well, that was an awesome atmosphere at SC4 because yeah. it was lined and, up around and, the and field. S- and Smith was terrific again, and Avery Walters was the player that got the big clutch hit for them. Um, and again, a different hero every game, and yet also consistency every because I think Kelly Perrin had an RBI in every playoff game. That sounds pretty, right. Pretty sure if, if I went back and looked at that, she had an, an RBI in every playoff game all the way through. Then they had the the, the semifinal. They won seven to one, uh, and then uh, the, that championship game in the rain. Falling behind early, the girl from Owasso was as advertised. Didn't she, hadn't she only given up like four runs yeah. all year? Uh, and, and then Smith hit like her f- ERA was like point three. Yeah, Smith hit a three-run bomb that turned the game around. Then Callie Perrin hit a home run, and you're like, "What is you know the, they can pull this off?" They were up five to two at one point and had a runner thrown out at the plate that would have made it six to two. And the game swung back and forth. And then even in the seventh, they got the first two kids on base. And you're like, this is what Marysville right. has done all year. They were great with two outs. The I would forget the stat, but it they had like a two outs. Seventy five percent of their runs just, in the playoffs it was came with sick. two outs. It was sick what they did with two outs. Yeah. Scoring runs. And you're so you just felt like all the way up till the final out was actually made, you're like at any point, they're going to do well, something magical. I think magical it happened here. in the sixth. I want to say there were two runners on, and Avery Woodard hit a missile. And the left fielder completely misplayed it and, like, jumps and just throws her glove up. And 
if the glove was half an inch shorter, it goes over her head and it's an inside the park home run. But it stuck and she snow coned it. And or no, she dove forward, didn't she? Oh, she she jumped, she jumped up. She jumped jump? up as high as she could and jump up. It, and the, if basically, she, the ball hit the glove. Yes. If yeah, if her spikes were a little shorter, anything. That's an inside the park home run, and that changes that game. Yeah. But that was, I think, that was our second best game in our list. For our inaugural season, it was a, it was a great game. Um, the the only thing that would have made it better is had Marysville figured out a way right. to win it. But of all the games, I think that I've done since we've started this, probably the most fun I've had. Oh, it was like you know I said um, like when I talked to some people, they're like, "Is it weird doing Marysville and all and like the schools?" And it's like you know, I've never really felt like a fan like. Like, the Marys and Marine City game from 2020, the football one. Yeah. Like, obviously, I was hoping Marysville would win, but I wasn't, like, upset or disappointed. Like, if I if you're like, who do you want to win? Well, like, if, if I have to pick yes, I want my alma mater to win. But that was just an amazing football game. I think the only, but the only time I felt like a fan was standing in the booth for the Marysville State title game. Yeah. I, I, I think part of the reason why – for the, the last 30 years, I've been able to enjoy the Portier and High Portier on Northern rivalry so much is I don't have a stake in the game. Right. I don't have a tie to either school. I'm just a guy in the media. I didn't go to either school. Um, and so I, I can go and I can just enjoy the right. rivalry. I can just enjoy and appreciate the two schools hating each other and respecting each other. The kids know one another, but it's important to get the bragging rights over right. the the other guy. It's it's like I can appreciate it because I can be detached from the actual I need this side to win or I want this side to win. Right, because you know that feeling when, I mean, I'm sure you got it even when you were calling hockey games, when you're doing big-time games and, like, you don't fully exhale for, like, three hours. Like, Pre-game starts, and you know you just kind of tense up a little bit, and until that clock says three zeros or the final outs made, that's when you can exhale. But yeah, that was well, that's the- overtime. Yeah, you want yeah. you want to talk about if you don't have a stake in it, overtime is awesome. But if one of those teams oh, is your hockey. team, overtime is it's it's hell. Yes, it is hockey. hell. But, yeah, that, that Marysville-Owasso game was the only time where I'm like – where I had to remind myself, I'm like, calm down, you're the media now. <laughs> you can't get too excited. But, yeah, it was just – that one was just more – I guess that one felt more storybook than anything because, like I said, if you were to go to a softball combine and work out a bunch of girls – None of them would go – like, people would go, like, yeah, those are good salt, but no one would be fawning over them, talking about how amazing they are. And they all just played together. They were unselfish. You could tell they were having fun. That and, Yeah, that was the other cool thing about the following that team and, and kind of being uh, as close to it as I was, was it was genuine that everybody on that team liked each other. And if they and didn't, every, they did a really good yeah, job uh, of faking that everybody – pulled for one another and got genuinely happy when somebody 
did something there. A lot of times you see clicks. It's mm-hmm. high school. Right. Um, and, and, and there's things like that going on. None of that was going on with that team. Right. So, and then, yeah, well, well let's take a break because I'm sure we're well overdue. Well, we, yeah, yeah, you also you had the football run this right. year. With, we, with we can Marine talk about City. that after because we have the two other baseball ones we can kind of talk about. Okay. Because one of the other cool things that I think's happened is kind of how, like, Cardinal Mooney and, like, at least for me growing up, Cardinal Mooney was just kind of like, oh, yeah, that's a school that exists somewhere. And it's, yeah, but, like, I never thought of it as, like, in the area or whatever. Like, I didn't know Cardinal Mooney was, like, two blocks from downtown Marine City until I worked here. <laughs> I only knew it because I'd gone out there to cover something right. before. So let's take a break, and we'll just keep talking after. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet... Nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. When today is unpredictable, staying focused on your long-term financial goals matters more than ever. Count on your Ameriprise advisor for personalized, goal-based advice to help you navigate now and stay on track for tomorrow. Call Ameriprise financial advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacuorg forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires 
and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Mary's or Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Looking for that perfect first vehicle for your kid's Sweet 16? Maybe you just want a quality vehicle at a fair price. Whatever your needs are, Jepson Car Company will take care of you. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson has a wide variety of pre-owned vehicles that can fit your budget. With a great selection for first-time car buyers, check out their website at jepsoncarco.com. That's J-E-P-S-O-N-C-A-R-C-O.com. Or give them a call at 810-662-3048 to find the perfect ride. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Magnet International is North America's largest auto supplier and now calls the Blue Water area home. Our new plant, located on Range Road in St. Clair, will have great opportunities for all members of the community. Named to Fortune Magazine's World Most Admired Companies two years in a row, Magna offers many different career opportunities. Wages start from $17 and up. Go to magna.com forward slash careers to apply today. Again, magna.com forward slash careers to join our team and create the future of mobility together. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Uh, Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. During the uh, holiday season, we're just kind of meandering and yeah, going off. The the one run we, we didn't kind of finish talking about was the, well, the Marine City football. Well, we also had football. the two baseball runs. yeah. But we didn't like cover because yeah that that's the, that was, that was the different part of it and and my whole thing was like actually when the the conversation started was more like the the way the communities and and everything got behind it and the way the fans right. travel with with the team and how it's just a little different and like and that was part of what made the Marysville thing so fun because by the time you know it picks up momentum right. so at the districts. It was packed. It was in Yale. Oh yeah, easy, my- easy to get to. But it's it's parents, it's immediate family. You well, know, and the and, other and- thing that was tough is with baseball and softball. Usually, those are all on the same day. Yeah, but like, um, like with the with the softball, by the time they got to the quarterfinal game, I mean, and I know the game was across the street from the high school, right? But like, everybody's there. You've got community dignitary. You got yeah. everybody's there. And then when you get to East Lansing, semifinal game, a lot of people. But the final game, well, Owasso, you, couldn't, you couldn't get people in into the. They literally was not a spot to get. Yeah, into that you, you couldn't get anybody else in. Which they also like didn't let anyone pass like the first or third base coaches box, which I thought was dumb because you could have sat in the outfield or figured something out. But, um, but yeah, so like if I remember correctly. So we didn't do the Cardinal Mooney district because we had other local districts. And then the Richmond baseball one was happening at the same spot as the softball one, but we were doing softball. 
uh, while baseball was going on. And we were able. And then to baseball do, does the stupid thing. Yeah, where they play they have the, the region, super regional. Where they play the no, well, they play the regional semifinal, uh, like the following Tuesday. So I went to go see Mooney, and you went to go see Richmond. So we were able to get them there. But on Saturday, they do when softball's going on. They do the regional final and then the quarterfinal on the same day. Yes, on the same. So you day. win your regional. And then you immediately play your quarterfinal game. So yeah, because I think uh, Rice was talking about it, the Mooney coach, how two the nineteen they won the regional and they're all celebrating, and he's like, "Guys, we have another game in like twenty minutes. Like we can't be taking pictures with this. We can't be celebrating. Like we have another game like now." And we had to decide, like, okay. We're going to keep following Richmond softball. We're going to keep following Marysville softball. But that left Richmond baseball in the dust, and that left uh, the uh, Mooney, baseball. Mooney baseball in the dust. And then the and next Marlette time, baseball got yeah. there, and we hardly even talked about them. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, we were just trying to look on our phone, get updates, and Lord help you finding high school baseball and softball updates, even in the regional finals, sometimes is impossible. Yes. Like, if there's not someone there dedicated to doing it, you need to find smoke signals to get the scores. But that's the, why. The, the Richmond uh, quarterfinal baseball game was a lot of fun. First off, drove a long way. The re- the regional semifinal, you mean? Yeah, well, yeah, dro- drove a long, long way out to Rochester, Lutheran, Northwest, Southfield, right. whatever tech it was. You know, one of those places with 24 – Different last uh, names. Um, and then that was the day, too, that uh, Richmond was up like seven to nothing and it only won the game eight to five. But like in the, the first three innings, they bombed like four home runs. I think right. they hit three and four batters in one inning. And, and what I remember the, the, the most part uh, about that was that uh, Folsom was covering the game. But because it was so far away and he got off to a late start, he actually listened to, like, the first half of the game on the stream. So he missed all the home runs. Yes. <laughs> because, like, was there was, like, traffic or, like, there was yeah. an accident. And, yeah, it was. Yeah. And the other thing was it was a hot day. It was, like, 100 degrees out right. in and, the evening. And my game, Mooney just destroyed whoever they got, they got a free pass. They won by 10 but never mercyed them. And I remember talking to Rice after. I'm like, so am I going to see you in East Lansing? And he's like, well, Adrian Lenaway Christian, they're a really good team. They're, and he'll stand by this. He's like, they have this lefty pitcher going to Hillsdale. And then we check, and it's like 10 nothing, five innings. I'm like, all right, there we go. Yeah. So, yeah. so and then we well, – Coach Evans is the same way, though, with, yeah. with Richmond all along the way. You know, yeah. oh, this is where the run ends. This is where the run ends, and they just kept winning. Yeah. Um, and then when the run did end, it was a game you that, look back and you went, they should have won. Yes, against Traverse City St. Francis. Yeah. Yeah. And then Mooney made it all the way to the finals. It was the first time they ever did it in school history. And it was it was a learning experience. And I know Mike Rice gets mad when I say this, but it wasn't the crescendo. It was the building. Like, because they only had – they lost three really good seniors, but they're bringing back a lot. So, yeah. 
I so there's some I, expectation yeah. this year. I'm not going to be surprised if we have another busy weekend in East Lansing. Because I think there are some other teams, and I'm not going to say one that I think yet, but I think one that wasn't there last year is going to be there this year. Um, but football, that was that was fun, but that one was a little different. That was the one that had the most expectations for a couple reasons. It won Marine City was just really good. Like from the beginning of the year, they were a top four or five team in Division Five. So you were kind of expecting it. And two, they had the easiest path they've ever had to a semifinal. Like, Dennis, have you ever, like, the years they made it, they had to beat a really good Flint Powers team or Country Day in, 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 the, in the regional final or, or even Richmond yeah. they'd have to get past. And you didn't know it. It was like, if they don't make a semifinal, it's almost a disappointment. And... Then when they did, the it was completely flipped. It went from, okay, they're going to get there no problem, to, all right, thanks for coming, Marine City. You're not going to make the state championship. Yeah, I think the most satisfying stop along the way was when they kicked Portland's butt. Oh, they – Because nobody in the rest of the state was, was even giving them a chance in that game, and not only did they win, but they won big. Yeah, their defense stepped – I mean, that Zach Tetler – touchdown return like I don't think we did plays of the year but that's an early candidate for my favorite play of our 21-22 school season like that was just awesome because it was like all right I think it was 14 nothing or 14-7 and you're like uh-oh they're coming like they might come back or it's 21-7 like they're gonna get within striking distance and Marine City has no moment poop uh ball pops out Tetler picks it up down the sideline, gone. Thanks for coming, Portland. We're going back to Ford Field. And then, uh, you know, again, the, at at Ford Field, I look back at that game, and that was a tight game uh, until that the touchdown. I think it was late third quarter. It was like, like the, the last, last minute of the third quarter. I think I was going to say probably the last play of the third quarter. Then they hit the Zeigler kid who just signed to go to Notre Dame on like a curl route. They found the middle of the zone and – he showed why he was going to Notre yeah, Dame. Yeah, and that's where, to me, that's where the game kind of turned. If if that's still a one-score game going into the fourth quarter. Because it was what, like 10-7? Yeah, you, you're like, okay, anything can happen. Because Marine City, they, they, they were having a hard time getting it going. But still, when you're only a score behind in your Marine it City. It takes one play. Yeah, and you have kids that can do one play. Yes. Um, but once they got to, okay, now they, they need two plays, that's probably not happening today. Yeah, and then because you need to stop defensively too. And they played their butts off, and, well, they proved they were the best public school in the state. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. But that – because, yeah, that was, that was a weird one because, like, Marine City, we did them, like, week one and three because that's when they played St. Clair and, and Marysville. Then we didn't do them till week nine – but after that, we didn't stop doing them for like we did two, like a month and a half straight of Marine. And City that was games. a little bit by design because we looked at it. Yeah, we looked at it and we're, and we're like, they're gonna kill Lincoln. Yeah, we're we're going okay. They're gonna win all of these games. The only regular season game that you know we know we have to do the one when they play Saint right. Clair. We have to do the one that when they play uh, Marysville. And quite frankly, those were two of the tougher games on their schedule. Right. If you looked at their 
their schedule. And he said, and then Notre Dame prep is a game that we we've, we've got to cover. I think we originally had them playing like Clintondale, but then we went, oh, BYU game that's yeah, better. Yeah, we, we've got like oh, okay, Armada and Richmond are. I playing. think that's what we canned or and 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 we know that Marine City is going to win this game. We know that Marine City is minimum eight wins in the regular season and probably nine. And we also know that when the playoffs start, we're going to be at East China Stadium every week that they're in it. And for, I mean, we did four games in two weeks from East China Stadium. That was fun, too. That was a lot of fun. It was fun. Like, God, having having St. Clair keep getting home games and, and having, uh, and against local teams, too. That was the other fun right. part about that and Marine City. And then throwing in Cardinal Mooney in there who made the playoffs this year and, and them having uh, home games. That was fun. Yeah, and, and the thing with St. Clair is they might be one of the, the football team, and who knows, depending on how their basketball teams turn out, but for the year 2021, their football team was one of the surprises, not because we didn't think that they would be better, but we didn't think they'd go from 1-6 and six and non-competitive to, what were they, 7-2? 7-2, 8-2. No, they won eight games. Yeah. They were officially 8-1 and because they got the forfeit win over Roseville. And Matt Gold champs and gave Croslex everything they could handle. I mean, it was what, 14 straight goal-to-go plays, I think they stopped Croslex, which is ridiculous. <laughs> like, think about that. Croslex scored at times at will, and they had 14 plays inside the 10 or well with goal to go, and they couldn't score. Yeah. That is uh, – <coughs> excuse me. That, that was actually uh, one of the uh, the better performances. And and they still ended up losing the game by, what, three scores or something They like lost that, which, by – Which is just totally weird. They lost like – oh, because it was like 27 or 26 to like 14 or something. It was like twenty-seven to six or something. It was like, like a that. it was a like a twelve-point game or something. But anyway, um, yeah. So that was most of the runs. And to answer your original question, uh, Marine City was the most different because I think that was the one with the most expectations. Like they were kind of expected to get to a semifinal, where Croslax, Richmond, you kind of thought they would get there. Or you knew they had the ability to, but they couldn't, like, you knew the run could end before it ever got off the ground. And it wouldn't have been because of some upset, but because they had a really good team in their district. Yeah. All right. We'll uh, take another break here, and we still uh, have some time, so we'll talk about something else when we come back. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-87. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, 
Replace them with Anderson windows with low-E glass, low-maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Ah. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington. A family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. I, I don't know uh, if this has happened to, to you, Brady, but I, I can think of three 
just glaring things that have happened since we started doing this thing that I did not expect. Like, there are a lot of times, I've been doing this a long time, I can kind of guess, predict, I get a feel for for things, but uh, I can can remember, um, because you get it, we're we're, we're only human, and, and there's one night driving out, I'm driving up to Sandusky, it's snowing outside, I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Right. I don't feel like doing this tonight. Why am I going to this game? This is not going to be a good game. I'm not going to enjoy this tonight. And then whiz, bang, I've got two three-pointers in the last ten seconds of a game, and it's the, the well, that was the maybe f- the best basketball game I saw all of last season, Sandusky beating Cassidy well, that was, at the buzzer. That was the uh... – that was the first day of the basketball yeah. season in like middle of February. Yeah. Which that was still like think about that. If if we were under the same schedule as we were last year. The boys started what? On the 6th of December was the first game. We'd have like 2 weeks till the playoffs. <laughs> if we were under the same like schedule we were it was just that was so bizarre because we were doing 14 basketball games a week, yeah. basically, it felt like. But, that, the, there, but there were, uh, there's a couple times when you're doing 14 games a week, there's a couple times you're like, boy, I wish we weren't doing this game tonight. And then the, 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 uh, one of the other ones was there was a St. Clair East Point game. Oh, and, and, yeah. it, and it was just like, okay. Because East Point was ridiculous, they had those ridiculous athletes, and they were. It was just gonna. I'm like, this is gonna be a slam dunk fest. This is gonna be like 90 to 38, and it ended up being a really close game, and St. Clair almost upset them. So here's the thing with St. Clair, and it's part of the reason why I think that they had the turnaround in football. And I know they're what two and two in basketball right now, but they're. I think they're going to win as many as they lose if not win more than they lose I know the Matt Gold is tough but even last year Dennis the one thing you could never say is they didn't play hard like and that's the biggest thing is if you have kids that are willing to listen and take coaching you can get something out of them you might not win district titles you might not be talked about as the best team in the area but you can be a good just whatever team there is. And that's something that at times it feels like is kind of lost in St. Clair. And I think it's reflective of the kids, just the effort. I mean, we talk about how the Ellis is. If you had a, a, a running through a brick wall sport, that they would be the best at it. So yeah, that, oh, that yeah. was the one thing with St. Clair. And I think that's why like that and any, any night, they would have the effort to be able to put a East Point team that was really good in in, uh, in trouble. Because was that before or after East Point had beaten Northern by like 35? Uh, I, I believe it was be- before. I think those games yeah, were the you, same week. Because you were like, oh, good luck with East Point. They're, they're no good. And then yeah. I see Tayshawn Trent, who's going to be a wide receiver at Michigan, dunk like eight times and put up 32 and like – they, it looked like they were playing pickup basketball, but it was so good. And, and I think it, it was like again. I think they walked into the gym that night, going, "Okay, this is a W." Right. And the next thing they knew, they were in a dogfight. 
Mm-hmm. And that kind of embarrassed them a couple of nights later when they had to go to Northern. They're like, we're not letting that happen again. Right. And and they went out and gave their A1 effort. They did not give an A1 <laughs> effort the Didn't night I saw them. did they miss like 40 play. free throws or something? Uh, uh, that was the other thing about it. It was just like – and it was the way St. Clair needed it to be. But it was just a horrible slog fest. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I've seen real slog fest. I mean, the Northern PH football game in the playoffs, that was a slog fest. But the, the other one, too, and this was like – because it was a good game and we thought it was going to be a good game, uh, was the Cardinal Mooney Shrine game that I did. But what was about it was the finish <laughs> of that game was just so unexpected and just so random. And it's like it happens, you describe it, and you're like – what the hell just Someone happened? tagged Folsom because I think he has a video of it. Because I think was I think he was at that game. Yeah, he, he was he was there too. And like all right, so if you don't remember, it was this was actually like a legitimately really good game. Yeah. And it was what Mooney was up by like three or something. Yeah, th- this this was they they were setting up for a last second shot, I think, to try to force overtime. And the kid is inbounding and the, the guy he's trying to inbound to is six, seven feet away. He throws that ball so hard and it just hits the guy square in the nose. And in the video that Folsom has, you can hear the doof. Yep. And it like echoes. And the kid doesn't even go for the basketball. He was stunned. He, like, looked at the guy and goes, are you that stupid? Like, he had the I'm not mad, I'm disappointed look in his eye. Here's what I th- – and I don't know. Here's what I think happened. Sometimes your brain clouds up. And I think the, the kid throwing the ball in, his last name was Smith. I can't remember the name of the kid he was throwing the ball into. But anyways, I think he thought when I throw this ball – the clock starts, mm-hmm. and time is going to run out before I can get it to him. I've got to get it to him as fast. Like Instead of the clock doesn't start until your teammate Touched. gets the ball. Because so he just like, throw it to him. Because if I remember, he like got it and then immediately threw it. Yeah, he like he was like, I, I think the kid inbounding the ball said, I've got to get it there or time's going to run out. Or he was just so jacked up. Uh, and, and he threw a fastball. And just completely caught his teammate totally off guard. Just it, it was it was on him faster than he could react and square that that it didn't break the kid's nose is amazing. But the best part was is he didn't go for the basketball. He just looked at. He it. couldn't. I, like like I said, I think he was just completely stunned because it did. It, it made this a big thud sound. <laughs> So, all right, I have one question for you. I don't know if this will take five minutes or 25 minutes, but um, this is for specifically for you, Dennis, because for, I mean, 20 years, more or less, you were covering a single team. Like, you started doing the Border Cats in, what, 96? Yeah. And the last time you full-time covered a team was, like, 2013, I think. 13, 14, or 14. I don't know, whatever the, the last uh, year of the Falcons. The Fighting Falcons were, yeah. So doing that for that long, and I know you did high school sports, 
uh, when you worked for the radio station, but you never did it this in-depth and this broad. How much different is it from being one team and you're very intimate with one team? Like when we talked about the runs, you get like a little snippet of it. But when you would do hockey, some of those leagues, their their camp starts in September, and that's when you start covering them, and the finals are in May. So you're spending eight months following one group of guys where now you're trying to we're trying to cover a dozen to twenty different schools and any get or teams because I mean even if we just stuck to the main five or six we do, that's still four or twelve basketball teams and you add a couple hockey, that's fifteen teams. How much different is that? And is it like is it weird trying to make that adjustment? Because, again, I know you did – you would cover high school sports, but not like this. Well, the, the, the thing is, is this feels less like a job. Okay, like, I, I – again, I root for the local teams, but, again, a lot of nights you got two local teams in the gym, so you can't, right. like, root for one team over the other. So it, it's more of – what I just want is good games. Mm-hmm. I want all our programs to get as much success. I want all the kids to get as much exposure. Right. Um, and that's it, the other thing, because you were doing professional sports, yeah. and now it's amateur. Yeah, it, it's it's like this is still supposed to be fun. Mm-hmm. And and I hope that we make it fun. Um, and, and I also hope that we we do a good job and, and the people are enjoying it, and I think they are. Um, but th- this doesn't feel like work to me. Whereas when, when you're on the grind with the team and the season, at some points during the season it gets long, and when you have a good team, the season kind of goes fast. Right. When you have a bad team, the season never ends, <laughs> and you're stuck with it. And that's the other part about it is when you go to work with people, but yet you're still expected to have some credibility. Right. Um, and, and, and sometimes that can get you into a gray area. I, I remember, uh, and the actual, the player didn't have a problem with it, but the player's girlfriend had a big issue. I don't think I've heard the story with it. Um, uh, it, it was uh, it was actually uh, we were playing uh, the this is the Beacons. We were playing in Adirondack. Brent Gretzky was having an incredible season that year. He ended up scoring, I think, forty three goals. And yes, related and he, to yes, he's Wayne's younger brother. Um, and he was like in one of those unbelievable streaks where every time he touched the puck, he scored a goal. Every shot he had taken for like three straight weekends had gone in the net and he had scored a couple of goals in this game. Mm-hmm. It was one of those wild back and forth, I don't know, six to five, seven to six games. And we were down a goal with seconds to go in the third period. The goalie pulled and it couldn't have been a more perfect rebound right onto his stick, wide open net, game's tied, we're going to overtime, right? Yeah. Clank off the goalpost. He he blew it. He blew it. 
And all I said was like, oh my goodness, I can't believe he didn't put that in. Right guy, right spot. You just expect this game to be tied. That's what I said. Mm -hmm. Nothing bad there. Brent's the first guy on the bus. Yeah. Uh, standing up in front of everybody and apologizing for missing. Said, I blew it tonight, guys. We should still we should still be in there playing right now. His girlfriend listening to the game back home thought that I had ripped him and berated him and how could I say that about him and blah, 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 everything he does for the team and blah, blah. It's like, it's not what I, in, in the heat of the moment, it was a natural reaction right. of I can't believe the game's not, he can't believe the game's not tied. Right. If he takes that shot 50 more times, it's tied 50 more times. Yeah. But, yeah, like you – So th those are things that sometimes you have to, to deal with uh, on that level. There, there was a, another guy, Lee Cole's girlfriend didn't like something that I said or the way that I said it. Lee Cole was a stay-at-home defenseman who in a big season might have scored four goals. Yeah. Maybe. And in his career probably scored 15 or less goals in, in a 10-year career. You said Lee Cole? Lee Cole is his name. He, he, he didn't score – very often. And uh, on this particular night, it was like the first goal he had scored all season. And we were past the midway point of the season. How do you remember this? He never scored more than four in a season. And he scored four of the two years in Port Huron. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, but but he jumped up. And, and I, I said, that's a great play. And he did this, this, this. And wow, you just don't expect that from Lee. He usually just right. stays back and doesn't jump up on the rush like that. And she thought I was ha hammering him and criticizing him. And I'm like, no, I'm complimenting He just scored a great goal. I'm complimenting him. Yeah. But, of course, that gets back to the player of, hey, he's ripping you on the air. Yeah. And then you got to deal with the player who hasn't heard anything, but right. he's got to believe his girlfriend because why would she make something up? Right. You know, and then, so it's things like that that you got to deal with that I don't have to deal with with high school sports. Right. I, I, I will say the one nice thing is when you're with a team is like you know every single little detail about like every player. Yeah, so, sometimes that's a bad thing too. Right. <laughs> but, but like when you're doing a game, it makes it easier when you have to like talk about someone like because you lived everything with them. Like you can talk about how it was and there. Where when you do this, sometimes it feels like, and we've said it on a podcast. We're learning it as we're doing. Like you try to look up, you try to talk to the coach, but there's only so much you can learn and at least for me doing the games live tells me so much more than what stats can and what secondhand ac accounts can yeah so that is the one nice thing of that when you're with a team you can bring up oh he did this then and you because you were there and you saw it yeah yeah i mean there are pros and there are cons there are things that i like things that i didn't like uh what i like most about uh when, when I was with the hockey teams, is I was a lot younger then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was a lot younger then, uh, and so it was easier. Like, I don't do it now. It, it's not that I, I couldn't do it, and it's not that I don't get offers to do things for for stuff like uh, that. Uh, I've, I've had people that I've worked with in the past call me up and say, hey, why don't you come and, and it's like, no. Too old to ride those buses. Right. And make some of those trips. It is not glamorous. It is not fun. We are not enjoying ourselves. 
when we were making a 12-hour bus trip to Timbuktu oh, to play a game that you have no chance of winning because it's rigged. Okay? Hmm. Minor league sports is is bad. I think it was it might have been worse in the one league you had. But it 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 was bad and and I I I did uh, I, I was in the Colonial Hockey League, the United Hockey League, the International Hockey League, the American Hockey League, the Western Professional Hockey League, the North American Hockey League, um, and I have done games uh, in the uh, the for the Prowlers yeah. as well. But I, you I were never a couple seasons for them. You just actually. did the home games. Well, because the, that that right. league doesn't travel like that. They do it different, and well, they yeah, have a different I... setup for the way they do their media. Um, but I mean, uh, it's other than a lot of leagues, and they're all run by corrupt people um, who don't give a damn about fairness. They don't care. the The Frankies ran the International Hockey League when I was in it, and we called it the Comet Cup <laughs> because the only reason that there were five other teams in the six team league was so that there was somebody Fort Wayne could beat on their way to a championship. <laughs> um, uh, and, and prior to that, Quad City ran the, the U-Haul for years. And then when it wasn't them, it was Kalamazoo. Uh, and, and right when I was first getting into that league, uh, it was Flint's league. Robbie Nichols ran the show. Um, and, and people got away with whatever they wanted to get away with, unless you were the small fry. And Port Huron was always the small fry and always got hosed in every exchange. Um, and, and just some of it w- was just so ridiculously unfair the, of the things that, that went on in that league uh, and in those leagues. And then when I got down south, then I saw the real corruption. Mm-hmm. And I scratched my head and I, uh, again because the, the, the guys that were running that league – a lot of them are in the NHL now, and they hold high-ranking jobs in the National Hockey League. And I can't believe it because they were all dirty con men. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, when we complain about the MHSA, it's nowhere near anywhere no. in the same this, stratosphere. This is golden. The worst thing I, I have to complain about uh, are the, the, Neutral site. The, the prep schools. Getting to recruit guys. Yeah, that's that. That's that. That's the closest thing to Fort Wayneism that we have in the NHS. But that's but that's out in the open. Like that's not behind closed yeah. doors. Yeah, everybody that's, knows it's going on. Nobody's denying or going wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We're not really cheating. Right. Like They're just like no. Well, they'll say oh, they come here for the education. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. Just like the best goalie in the league used to take a pay cut every year. <laughs> After winning another championship and being MVP, he takes less money to come back and play that. Anyway, um, <laughs> if we ever have another show like that, maybe you can tell more stories. I did uh, somewhere in one of our podcasts. There is a story back in like July, one. but yeah. we've got new people since then, and well, so Wednesday probably no show. Friday, maybe, probably. Yeah, we can. There'll be a lot to talk about. At we that can get point. it. We can get it done early Friday morning. So, all right. 
You know, anything else? No, I'm. I'm. You've talked me out. All right. Well, thanks for. <laughs> if you've listened to this whole show, you are really big fans of us, and I appreciate that <laughs> because there was like there wasn't any new stuff we talked about. But yeah, we appreciate you guys listening. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is stuck on sports.